All right, all right. So you guys can be seated. So let's see. Like I said, today we're doing a standalone sermon. And as you might have noticed in some of those songs, we're singing to Jesus as though he can still hear us. Right? We're not just singing about what he's done. We're, we're also singing to Jesus as though he's more than just some you know, guy who was really good at carpentry 2,000 years ago. Right? Like we, we didn't just arbitrarily pick some historical figure uh, to sing about, to be excited about. We, we believe that Jesus is more than just a mere man who lived and died. And so that's one of the things that I hope to, uh, to using the scriptures, right, because my opinion doesn't matter at all, uh, point out to who Jesus is. And this is a question that matters a lot. I mean, I, I mean like I said, why didn't we just randomly pick some other person? Like, are other people's uh, names and integrity and character and history about them uh, as significant as Jesus? Does it matter that much who Albert Einstein is, all right, who... who, uh, who you know, Plato was, or who these other people were like, but, but in who Jesus is, when I answer that question for myself, it completely changes the way that, that I live and who I am, all right? Whereas my belief about other individuals from history, it's not as significant as the answer to this question, and Jesus himself was interested in your answer to this question. We're going to take a look at Matthew chapter 16 today. I'm going to have the verses up on the screen. You're welcome to open your phone or your tablet and follow along if you'd like. Uh, and in Matthew 16, right, Jesus has already been doing his ministry. He's been performing miracles. This happens after he multiplied loaves and fishes. And, and he ends up during a time of prayer when he's alone with his disciples, he asks them this question, okay? So it says, now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? Right? Jesus was interested in, what are people saying about me? And he's asking this question because it matters. And he's asking this question because there is an answer to this question that's right. And there are many that are wrong. Okay, like, like it's, it's not just, you know, well, you know, my opinion about Jesus is just as good as anybody's else. What, what we're interested in here is, is what's the truth? And is who I think Jesus is the same person who Jesus claimed to be? Okay, because like, if, if my, in my imagination, the, the pseudo Jesus that I create, if it's different than the one that Jesus claimed to be, or if it forces Jesus to be a liar in order for my belief about him to be right, there's something wrong. Right? There's something wrong there. So, so he asks this question, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And, and the Son of Man was a title that was the most frequent title that Jesus referred to himself. And you might be like, okay, so, so Jesus didn't say he was the Son of God. Right? He's referring to himself as the Son of Man, All right, which Jesus was, just so you're aware, fully man. Okay, Jesus was fully man. But when he refers to himself with his title, Son of Man, this is actually a reference to the book of Daniel. I believe it's Daniel chapter 7 or 9. I'll let you guys go investigate. See, I left it vague, so now you've got to figure it out on your own. Uh, Daniel 7 or 9, where it talks about this, this glorious appearing of the Son of Man in the clouds, that he is the Ancient of Days, that he is, in fact, God. So when Jesus says this title, all right, it's referring to this glorious appearing of God, right, the ancient of days, the eternal one that has not yet happened, all right? It actually hasn't even yet happened for us, okay, that, that Jesus is coming back and he will reveal himself as the son of man in that way. 
So, so verse 14, the disciples answered the question, hey, Jesus, these are the popular opinions about who you are. And they said, uh, some say John the Baptist, okay? Others say Elijah and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. Uh, I want to point out about this. John the Baptist was a contemporary with Jesus. He was the one that was the forerunner to Jesus who identified him as the Lamb of God who came to take away the sins of the world. All right, calling back to the history of the Old Testament, uh, the book of Exodus, the events of Passover, where there was a sacrificial lamb that allowed the, the spirit of death, the angel of death, to pass by the house and to not allow death to come on those in that household. Okay, and, and so John the Baptist identified Jesus saying, he is the lamb of God. This is the one who is going to take away the sins of all of the world. He's going to be a sacrifice for all people. All right, that's how John the Baptist identified him. Now, the reason that people would have thought that Jesus could be John the Baptist, even though they were contemporaries and at one point were in the same room, we're not talking about like a Bruce Wayne Batman situation here where they're like, I think Jesus is just John the Baptist in disguise, right? Like that wasn't it. It was the fact that John the Baptist at this point had been dead, all right? He, he had been beheaded uh, for standing up for what was right, and he was killed by Herod at the time. And so Herod actually even was of the belief that maybe, oh no, is like this Jesus guy who's now rising in fame, is this John the Baptist come back from the dead and like, uh-oh, I'm in trouble now. All right, and so, so there was a handful of people that thought Jesus was like John the Baptist back from the dead, and I guess they just weren't aware that, you know, a couple years earlier they were hanging out at the same time in the same place. Okay, so, um, so some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah and Jeremiah or one of the prophets. Now, these individuals all existed hundreds of years before Jesus, all right? So, so all of these people, even though they were wrong about who Jesus was, they actually attributed to Jesus something that was different than normal. They were suspecting that Jesus, there's, like he's so unique, he's at least someone who's been raised from the dead. Right? They, they attributed that much. In, in Luke's uh, observations of this gospel, I've got Luke chapter 9 up there, I think, the next verse. Uh, he said this, and they answered, John the Baptist, but others say Elijah and others, that one of the prophets of old has risen. And so what's interesting is people who were observing Jesus' ministry on the earth recognized that he was doing things that were not normal. Right? He was doing things that were beyond the capacity of a normal human being, that he was in some way empowered by God, and they attributed supernatural right, origin to who Jesus was. And I want to point out, just because you think that Jesus was somehow supernaturally significant is in itself not uh, enough to show that you're right about who Jesus was. Right? You might be like, okay, I think Jesus was more than a carpenter, but... I don't think he was the son of God, or I don't think he was God in the flesh, right? That you still might have this category of, of supernatural Jesus and still be wrong about who he is, at least according to who he identified himself as, okay? So, so don't just think like, well, because I've got him in this category of supernatural, I must have the right view of who Jesus is. In fact, in, in the book of 1 John, John addresses this heresy in the early church where he's saying, listen, like there are false doctrines out there. There are false teachers, false gospels. And some people, uh, one of the ways you can identify them, he said, is, is what they say about Jesus. Did he actually come in the flesh? Was he raised from the dead physically? Or was he just like raised spiritually? 
right? That, that John gave us this kind of litmus test to determine whether or not someone's opinion about Jesus was accurate. And, and so some, some uh, cults or sects might say, well, Jesus was only a man. Or some might say that Jesus was only a spirit, right? Or that he was only God or that he only raised spiritually. But, but in fact, the Bible suggests that Jesus was both fully God and fully man, and that he was raised physically. And one of the ways that Jesus even gave evidence to that was when he raised from the dead, he would go around and be like, hey, I'm hungry. Like, are you, are you eating that? Like, can I have something to eat? Right? Or he's like, hey, hey, look at this. I'm, I'm the same Jesus. Look at these holes in my wrist and this wound in my side. Like, take a look at this. This is the same body you saw three days ago. Okay? Like, so he was providing evidence for himself that he wasn't just like some spiritual resurrection. And, and this was necessary because when Jesus prophesied about his resurrection, he didn't give himself that loophole, right? Like, I mean, if you were just, you know, making stuff up about you being God or something, you'd kind of want to give yourself a really wide gap of a loophole of just like, no, 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 I'll raise from the dead, like, spiritually. But Jesus didn't give himself that opportunity, right? Because then, like, we'd just be like, yeah, I guess Jesus is, like, back from the dead, but he's just a spirit. No, Jesus raised physically. That's what he predicted about himself. That is what happened. And for 40 days, he was showing evidence to the fact that he was raised from the dead. And right now, he has ascended, is seated at the right hand of the Father and is reigning king supreme over all the universe, right? So, so this is uh, interesting here is that you can have opinions about Jesus where he's more than a normal man and you can still be wrong about Jesus, Okay, so I, fi I find that interesting. Uh, there's a lot of reductionist views about Jesus where they try to compile down who Jesus is to just like the good things he taught. They're like, yeah, he's just a good teacher, right? Or what the reason Jesus came was because he just wants us to love people more. But that wasn't the only reason he came because us loving people more would not have cured us of the sin problem that all of us had. We were all dead in our trespasses, the Bible says. Right, so if Jesus just came down and said like, yeah, just like, just like people better, you know, like your neighbor, just do something for them once in a while and you're good. Like, no, 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 like a dead person cannot do enough good works to make themselves alive, all right? And so Jesus came to accomplish so much more in, in giving his life and being raised from the dead that we too can be raised from the dead, that we can be brought to spiritual life when we trust in him and what he's done on the cross for us. Okay, so Jesus is much more than that. Some people try to like just, con you know, imagine that Jesus is hanging out with Buddha and Muhammad and all, his, like, all these like religious buddies and they're all just like at the pub hanging out and they're like, yeah, we're all the same, like we all said about the same thing. And, and the problem with that is that they uh, reduce uh, each of these world religions into like their Venn diagram cross section of what they have in common. And in doing so, if you're like, well, they all taught the same thing in this one area, by doing so, you're actually calling all of those religions false because they taught more than that and are in contradiction to one another in those areas, right? So, like, you can't just have, like, this convenient worldview where maybe they're all right. Maybe they were all correct. Or, or in identifying only the things that they had in common, you're denying the things that they said were unique, and they would still be wrong in your worldview according to your understanding, all right? So there are a lot of opinions out there who Jesus is, in his own day. There are a lot of opinions out there today about who Jesus is. And in mo some of those people might even say was, but he continues to be. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, right? He is the alpha and omega, the beginning and the end. He exists eternally. And actually, um, 
that brings an interesting case because some people think that Jesus was just a created being of God the Father. And yet in Revelation 21, maybe it's 22, Jesus identifies himself as the Alpha and Omega. And in, in the, the book of Isaiah in the Old Testament, Jehovah identifies himself as, a, as the Alpha and Omega. And there can only be one person who's the beginning and the end. There can only be one person who's the Alpha and Omega. So Jesus and God the Father are in fact one. All right, so he can't just only be some created being other than God. And so let's see what the right answer is, verse 15, that Peter gave. Uh, and so Jesus said to them, right, but who, would it, who, who do you say that I am? In verse 16, Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the Messiah is what that's referring to, the son of the living God. And what's interesting about the Christ is that that, in a Jewish culture, identifies this unique individual apart from everybody else. That there are hundreds, over 300 prophecies that Jesus fulfilled in his first coming about the Messiah that were written in the Old Testament, that were written hundreds, if not thousands of years before he came. All right, so, so Jesus was able to accomplish these things, even, even from uh, Genesis chapter 3, the first sin, the fir- the, when the fall of man occurred, God had already started prophesying about this coming Messiah, the Savior, that would redeem and remedy the problem that we created for ourselves. And so when Peter says, you are the Christ, you are the Messiah, he's saying, you're that guy, right? You're the one that this Bible has been talking about all of this time, that the entire Old Testament is pointing towards, and that we have been looking for and placing our hope in, right? That's who, G, uh, who Peter identifies him as and says that you are the son of the living God. And verse 17, Jesus answered him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. And so I want to point out that Jesus identified himself as the Christ right, as the Messiah, as the son of the living God. And so if I want to reduce him to something less and still call him a good person, I'm calling him a liar at the same time, right? I'm I'm telling him that, no, 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 Jesus, like you were just confused in that one area. You didn't really come to save mankind. You just came to tell people that to love each other. That remember Jesus, like that's what you were here to do. You weren't here to do anymore, right? And, And Jesus is saying, no, this is why I came. This is what I came to do. And so what I want to do today, I've actually, don't worry, I've shortened my sermon according to this, okay? We're going to take a look at a survey through the Gospel of John, all right? One of the four eyewitness accounts of Jesus' life, and it's in video here, and we're going to just check this out, all right? So just, just watch this.